0: Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to the show, the big show. The low show. The largest and most important podcast that is recorded in our car. And today we are heading north. We're heading towards home. We're having a uh, one of those trips that kind of <laughs> turned sideways on us. Bottom line is... We bought a, a new car, well, a newer car recently, and one of the quirks that we found out about this car is that it does not have, nor did it ever have, a spare tire. And I was going to order a spare tire, and I was going to order a spare tire, and I was going to order a spare tire, and I was going to order a spare tire, and I never got around to it. But what I did do is put a... Full brand new set of tires on the car. Brand spanking new tires. Good tires. High quality tires. And a couple of days ago, I got a low tire pressure warning. I'm like, well, you know, it's been several thousand miles since I put the tires on the car. So I went by the, the guy, my tire guy's place, and he's ah, it's probably fine. Just put a layer in it, it'll be fine. I'm like, okay, so we're driving today. Not ridiculously far from home. If it was going to be a long trip, I would not have done this. And we got a low tire pressure warning. So I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. So we aired it up. I have a compressor in the car. I have a compressor, not a spare tire. And drove it about, what, 10, 15 more miles? And we guess what? Got another low-pressure warning. So we're turning towards home. We're not messing around. We were going to be going to an event tonight, but it's not critical. It's not like we paid money for it. So um, that's how we are. That's how we're rolling today. The moral of the story is don't mess around. Buy the stupid spare tire. I Actually, I already ordered it. I did order it. The day when I first saw the low-pressure tire warning, I ordered the spare tire. It should be here next week. Complete tire filled kit. Second moral of the story is at least we knew that there wasn't a spare tire. And we have a plan, AAA. If worst case scenario, you know, we can go on the hook and have them take us home.
1: If the fix a flat doesn't work and the compressor quits working.
0: Yeah, we got fix a flat, which I know. Yeah, I don't want to use. It's nasty nasty stuff. But it's a good thing to keep in your car just in case. Even if you do have a spare tire, it's still a good thing to have a can
1: to fix a flat in the Nobody car. Nobody you... buys that stuff because they want to use it anyway. Right,
0: it's an emergency solution. So we may have to I may have to as we're driving along doing this podcast which is not about car tires. I may have to Say, uh-oh, got to put you on pause because we have to stop and use the compressor and air up our tire again. It'll probably happen.
1: Doing the car version of what on a bicycle we call pump and pedal-like smoke. Except for, yeah, we're not, actually. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going as hard as you do on a bike when you have to stop and pump every few minutes. Instead, we're talking about why bother with the fruits and vegetables thing. When proper stored foods are pretty cheap, have an extremely long shelf life, and provide plenty of calories. Because they do all these things. And,
0: like, theoretically, provide most of the vitamins that you need to live. At least in some formulations of the food. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. And herein lies a story. Yeah, that's part of the biology part of the story. Um, you're, you have... A bunch, and I mean a ton, of nieces and nephews. I do. Yeah. You're an aunt. I'm an aunt. But are you an antioxidant?
1: No, I'm actually in favor of oxygen. I use some every minute of my existence. What is an antioxidant, and why should preppers care? An antioxidant is any chemical that uh, wants to undergo chemical reactions with oxidizing agents. So, basically, oxygen is a very promiscuous molecule, is the word that um, chemists use. Especially uh, single atoms of oxygen are very promiscuous. They want to interact with everybody they meet. They want to get up close and personal and social. And they do damaging things. They want to oxidize. They damage your biomolecules by oxidizing them. Antioxidants... Suck up reactive oxygen species and free radicals so they can't bounce around doing all kinds of damage to random biomolecules like oh your DNA.
0: Science geek, science geek, science geek. <laughs> okay, so why why does this matter? What what does all this mumbo jumbo mean? <laughs> she looks de- offended because de- <laughs> I use the word mumbo jumbo. It is mumbo <laughs> no. jumbo. Come on.
1: How to, how to organize these thoughts to uh to put it clearly? Uh Way too much antioxidants is a bad thing, but a good level of antioxidants is good for your immune system, good for your overall health. Also, there's uh, minerals that you got to have in your diet. And there's vitamins that you got to have in your diet. And although one can certainly take pills with the minerals and the vitamins, that works pretty well for the minerals. You notice I didn't say the whole vitamins thing. Because... When we find out that vitamins are useful for things and we start feeding them in large doses to people to see if that's helpful, it very seldom turns out to be helpful. Getting the vitamins from a pill just does not have the same biological effect as getting them in plant foods. And our best hypothesis as to why this is true is because there's a bunch of other complicated unnamed stuff in the plant foods collectively called uh, phytochemicals but sometimes summarized as antioxidants that or, are good for your health overall
0: or phyto for short they're like your dog you want your dog <laughs> around so you can pet
1: your pet
0: your chemical dog head right is that what
1: yeah. phyto mean plant phytochemicals chemicals plants make they make lots of strange bizarre unnamed little concentration chemicals that are in some Apparently, really really beneficial for human health because people who eat lots of fruits and vegetables get all these health benefits out of it. So you're saying
0: that as
1: humans
0: were becoming humans, they were more likely to have eaten in the olden, olden days, they were more likely to have eaten, like, actual food than vitamin pills? Is that what you're saying? Why, yes. So we should not be surprised that it actually works better?
1: It's kind of what we are um, developed to deal with. So now, there we go. In the average hunter-gatherer diet, in the few true hunter-gatherer cultures we can find on the planet today, they all get about 70% of their calories from a wide variety of plant foods, and the other 30% or so from meat. And they really value the meat highly, but it's not the majority of their diet. So here's the thing. And this is a, when we
0: started to see. Now I'm not going to go on and preach the wheat thing, because I, I you know, there's so much that. But you know, when we started to see a big switch into uh, not calorie deficits, but more uh, vitamin deficits, was when the hunter and gatherer switched over to. The grower of crops, and those crops tended to be high, highly carbohydrate-oriented things like wheat and grains, corn.
1: Actually, it, it didn't get bad until we started refining those crops. the The whole grain crops, you didn't see a whole lot of that. There were some things in some places, yeah, but it didn't really get widespread until the Industrial Revolution when they started.
0: Well, uh, I, I, was, I was getting that part. But go right ahead. Sorry. Yes, I was getting ready to go. I was really ready to go to the go to sea with you. But <laughs> you go right ahead. I was just getting ready to, to... And by the way, whole grain is better. And by the way, by the way, as an addendum and a pro tip, made
1: with whole grain does not mean whole grain no you see that on in big letters on the label look at the actual ingredient list and see if whole grains are the first ingredient yes made with whole grain wheat flour and enriched flour actually mean the same thing they mean mostly nutrient depleted flour that was stuck a few specific vitamins back into to make you feel better about it although my favorite whole grain advertising ever is popcorn yes a whole grain food yes really it is. It always has been. Thank you. Because you
0: you pop open a whole grain. This is facepalm type stuff. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay, so one reason to make sure you keep the fruits and vegetables incorporated into the diet, even in an emergency, is because it just is generally more supportive to overall health. The vitamins and minerals are the full range of stuff you're going to need and... Are biologically appropriate forms. There's something else along this line, though, that we're just starting to get a better understanding of. And I don't want to slip away without talking about it a little bit. It's not just you, the mammal, that you really want to be feeding with your food. It is also your gut microbes. Oh boy, gut my!
0: we could do a whole podcast on gut microbes and nobody would listen to it because it's a podcast
1: on gut microbes. I just listened Sorry. to a whole book on gut microbes. What do you mean? And it wasn't my first.
0: Come on. Yeah, well you got a lot of guts to do that. No <laughs> also, gut microbes I've also got a lot of microbes. I've dude, got... seriously, you don't realize how many microbes you've got.
1: Well, you do now because you're you're a microbe chick. She's a microbe chick. <sighs> as far as different genes occupying the space you uh, casually call you about one percent of those genes are yours and about the other 99 percent of the genes are microbes mostly bacterial so hundreds upon hundreds of different species living on and in you and for the most part that's actually a very good thing if you don't have the right kinds of gut microbes Then you certainly have all kinds of intestinal distress. You're way more likely to get vitamin deficiencies. You get immune dysregulation, which means you're a lot more likely to have autoimmune disorders and allergies. Ever wondered why there's so many more food allergies and other kinds of allergies now than you remember back in the dark ages of 50 years ago, for those of you who are that old? It's probably because of the Diets people are eating today don't support the gut microbes as well. And they don't have the right kinds down there. So actually maintaining the health of those gut microbes is important to your well-being. And they do better on a whole foods diet, too.
0: Right Now, we're not just talking about you need to store this, but you also need to make sure that everybody in the family eats it. Yeah. The whole, I give them... I give them mac and cheese for dinner because that's what they'll eat. Okay, we, we need to stop and talk about this for a minute. No, they'll eat whatever you put in front of them if you don't feed them anything else. Uh, my mother in law, who was a brilliant woman, <laughs> had a policy in her house with, and she had a house that had, you know, a whole handful, not even a handful, one more than a handful, a double handful, handfuls. <laughs> two handfuls of kids. You know, we're talking up to nine kids of her own at home at, at a time. And, you know, you just can't have picky eaters in that. It just does not work. You can't, you know, so you moms will right now, they'll fix a meal for one kid and they'll fix a meal for another kid and they'll fix a meal for themselves. And you can't do that with nine. You just can't do it.
1: So what she had, and I'll let you tell her because it was your mom. Yeah. Every every person in the household got a one food, I just don't like it, and I'm just not going to eat it choice. Why? And you couldn't change it every meal. You could change it like every six months or so, okay, but not every meal. Everybody knew what your one food was, and when that food was served, you were excused from eating it. No muss, no fuss. Everything else, you need, you ate the minimum amount required to give what she deemed to be the required nutrition from that food item. And she would put that minimum amount at least on your plate if there was
0: any doubt. <laughs> yep. If there was any doubt that two,
1: those two green beans that you picked out, <laughs> that ain't going to get it done. But we all knew the size of the serving spoon that was the minimum or whatever it was for that particular food item. I didn't like Brussels sprouts, and it turned out to be five Brussels sprouts, four if they were really big, was the minimum she considered the uh, helpful dose, which would line up pretty well with current nutritional definitions of a serving, by the way.
0: Unless, of course, you had chosen Brussels sprouts as your
1: exemption, which I believe you sometimes did. No, I, I sucked it up on the Brussels sprouts because I really didn't like dumplings. Oh, I love dumplings. Yeah, lots of people love dumplings. I love dumplings. And my mother apparently dumplings. made lovely dumplings that most of the world appreciated. Yeah, my mom was You killed. all can split up my share. <laughs> all right. She made
0: killer dumplings. In fact, my mom, she knew when we came home that, that chicken and dumplings was my thang. So she'd want to cook that for me. But the wife, if she went with us, I mean, she was like, oh, I can't say no because it's my mother-in-law. But, oh,
1: so, I pretended they were the Brussels sprouts, and I sucked it up and ate them. but she
0: had, you gotta admit my mom made different kind of dumplings. she made more of a biscuit style kind of dumpling,
1: yeah, that was a different which type. wasn't
0: as like the the noodles that just kind of lay there and you you eat them, and they bomb your stomach those things.
1: I'm not going to talk bad about my mom's dumpling. People tell me they were wonderful.
0: Well, hers were light and fluffy, too. So, I actually had your mom's dumpling. She was a very good cook. Anyway, and, you know, that kind of stuff you just have to do if you have nine kids. Now, I can also tell you, and this is the truth. Well, it's the truth because she told me it was, and I believe her. Um, if you take the proper approach and you scope it out well, the... Every pie can be perfectly divided into 11 exactly identical pieces.
1: You can, and it is an extremely simple approach. You don't need any complex geometry to get this
0: done. No, you don't need to to, uh, hire a mathematician. No. No, It's just much easier than that. You give the
1: oldest child the cutting knife, and you give the other children choices of sizes from the smallest person up. So, the oldest child, the person who's cutting, gets the last piece. Yes. And is extremely motivated to make the pieces as even in distribution as possible.
0: Works like a charm. Is that not brilliant? (laughs) Is that
1: not brilliant?
0: That's brilliant. Yeah. Your folks were smart cookies. I'll give them that. They weren't born no yesterday. So, anyway, pressing right along. Antioxidants.
1: Antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals. Uh, also, fiber. F-
0: oh, fiber. F- fiber. There should be a song there. Wait, I don't fi- know of a fiber song.
1: Oh, that, let's just not go there at all. Let's just absolutely not go there. <laughs> oh,
0: oh! Right I just, past. I just thought of something.
1: Let's move right past on that
0: one. Yes, we're going go to move. We're going to just move it right through the system. It's just going to go right
1: uh, through the system. <laughs> That not having fiber in your diet is very bad for your constitution, as they would have said. I'm going to tell you (laughs) that I tried to save you folks. One thing well, no, this is this
0: is okay. One thing that you're not going to see a lot of is a vegetarian with constipation. It just doesn't happen all that much. Because vegetarian diets tend to be very high in fiber, and that helps your digestive tract. Now, we're joking about this. I mean, we're, we talk, you know, it's, poop stories are kind of funny. I don't really know why, but they are. Everybody, everybody knows this. But when you're looking at storage and survival food, a lot of the stuff, even though it may be high carb, is not high fiber. Okay. And then you you'll have cans and stored meat, which are high salt, but contain no fiber. Okay? There's a lot of storage food and stuff that just doesn't have a lot of fire. Now yeah. you all can easily fix
1: this. Rice dishes and all those pasta dishes. Yeah, you can easily fix this.
0: Very easily fix this because many different types of beans are loaded with
1: fiber. All beans have a pretty good fiber. Uh, but some of them assortment. have even more than Yes. Yeah.
0: So you know, just keeping a good supply of beans—they're cheap, they're easy to
1: store, they will last forever if you keep them dry, and Every they give you the food collection in the world probably contains a bunch of uh, chili mix. Yeah, great stuff.
0: Tasty. Uh, can cover up the the stank of bad pepper food that we have to- <laughs> <laughs> But they contain fiber. Yeah. And fiber is good. You don't get fiber from, like, refined flour.
1: Or potatoes without the skins. Or corn, ground corn. Or pasta. Ground corn, you uh, get a lot more than ground corn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when people eat cornbread, they're usually eating a small amount of cornmeal mixed with a fairly large amount of white flour. Most cornbreads are made that way today. Unfortunately. So corn tortillas... High-fiber, wheat tortillas, low-fiber, unless they're whole wheat. Yeah, in fact, when you go so, to a
0: Mexican restaurant, always ask them for, for corn uh, tortillas if you're getting tortillas. I always forget. She always does. It. I'm like, oh, shit, doesn't First of all, they taste better, in my opinion. I like them. And second of all, they're just better for you.
1: They're much better for you. The uh, people of the Mesoamerica area didn't really start getting obese until they switched from corn tortillas to white flour tortillas. Yeah. And, would, and part of it is the lack of fiber.
0: And would they switch to fatty beef instead of eating very low fat things like, of course, ooh, there's ducklings? Ducklings are out. Ducklings are eating. Like beans and um, guinea pigs.
1: Yeah. Guinea pigs are very and low fat. And even the wild, uh, the mostly wild free range cattle they had were a lot leaner, the cattle they did have. So those are issues. The fiber is going to help support the right gut microbes, for one thing, and it's going to help food move through. Now, constipation jokes might or might not be funny, depending on who you're talking to. Constipation is Uh, not funny. But real constipation is not funny at all, and and it gets, in fact, life-threatening. It's not a rare medical serious problem in places like uh, nursing homes where there's... Fecal
0: impaction's a, a, a real thing.
1: Yeah, and getting rid of the fecal impaction is not any fun for anybody either. So you don't want to go there. It's much better to actually keep things moving along. And that is a particular problem reported when people, for example, start eating MREs heavily because yes. they are low in fiber. And when people undergo sudden diet switches in general, they yes. often report that side effect.
0: I, I actually have have difficulties when I change my diet. And uh, so I have to be very conscious of that when we travel, because my diet changes greatly when we travel. So it's just something we have to watch. Yeah. Now there, you can get even if you if you don't like, you can get fiber substitutes. You know, and fiber pills and stuff like they work, but you know, it's just better to eat real food. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons we uh, promote gardens so heavily here on Three B Y. Because except for potatoes, there are more efficient ways to get your calories than by growing garden vegetables. But
0: But the, the key word she used there is calories. Calories. Not all the other stuff.
1: People need calories, absolutely. But they also need other things. And a lot of those other things are best found in garden foods. Cool. Yeah, and if you grow fresh herbs, you have a way to make the food more food more flavorful. Uh, one other point I didn't want to forget about. Yeah, I look. I got look at my little notes here that I made. Bulk. If, bulk. You need bulk. bulk. If you are on a emergency diet, you're probably on a calorie limited diet. You're probably yes. trying to eke it out and make it last. And that's gonna hurt. Yeah, especially those of us who are used to eating as much as we want. When you eat normal prepper foods, which are actually pretty darn calorie dense for what they are, you don't get a very big pile of food for your 400 calories. If you're trying to get by on 1200 calories a day, which is what a lot of the people who sell the meal plans, that's what they call a day's worth of calories is 1200. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> not. Not when you're active on... and you're
0: going to be much more active when you're in a survival situation. Yeah,
1: might or might not. Might be stuck in a shelter yeah, or something. Yeah, but your but
0: chances are good.
1: You're going to be, you're not going to be happy with three, 400 calorie piles of food on the plate if they are all this really calorie dense stuff. That's like half a cup of dry cereal with reconstituted milk and a reconstituted orange drink. That's like a small little plate of pasta with white sauce dish kind of thing. You want to make it look and feel like a meal and stick with you like a meal? A great way to do that is to toss in a bunch of veggies, and you can pull those out of your own garden or out of your dehydrated food in the winter. So those are all reasons and dehydrated food, depending on what
0: it is, if you use your garden and you dehydrate or at least get some garden produce from the farmer's market and dehydrate, uh, you can get a lot of good, uh, nutrition into pre-made or ready to go prepper food.
1: Yeah. Like- he doesn't even know how many, <laughs> how much green powder from Pulverized dried greens he has had hidden in his tomato sauces over the years. I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, and I have not. Got I any admitted problem. it after a while, and oh, okay, I hadn't noticed that. That's probably a good idea. And he started adding it when he was doing the cooking.
0: Yeah, and there are other things out there that are really good for you that you can put into your cooking. That you'll probably never notice. Or if you do, that you'll find it good. One of my favorite ones for her, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's one of her favorite things, is nutritional yeast. Oh, I love nutritional now, yeast. Now, nutritional yeast is not like the yeast you bake with. It's a, It's a different kind of thing. It's... Generally found, it's a substance that's kind of flaky. It tastes it looks disturbingly kind of buttery. It's like goldfish
1: food, if you've yeah, do like of... never seen it
0: before. <laughs> but, you know, it, it adds a buttery flavor, if nothing else. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's great a, on popcorn. It's got a
1: savory feel, kind of like the groove of cheese without being cheesy.
0: It's kind of hard to describe, but it, it's one of those things that you can use and, and put it in all kinds of stuff, and nobody will ever really know it's there, but it adds a lot of nutrition to it. Now, the one downside for preppers and nutritional yeast is it doesn't last for long. Yeah. I mean, it's not a it's long time. It's about term. a year. Yeah, and you pretty much need to use it up. Well, there's a service station that fixes tires. Where? Why couldn't you have been two towns down the road? Yeah, yeah tire pressure again. So. Okay.
1: So we'll pull over. We're going to yeah, s- pull. Nice, uh, we're gonna safe spot. We're going to.
0: Say goodbye for this podcast. Are you Are you? gutter wrapped up, you think?
1: That's what I wanted to pass along. Grow some herbs, too, for nice flavor.
0: Okay. I'm going to pull over to that parking lot over there, and we're going to air up our tire. We made it a pretty good way. So we'll talk to you next time.